Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday, December 24th edition. Yes, the Christmas Eve edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. And I'm, as as always, your host is always Adam Martin. And I'm joined by Marcel Dorf from MMA DNA. And he's going to be my special guest co-host today. And uh, love having Marcel on. You were on, I think, last week, Marcel. And and uh, great, great reaction from the listeners. So love love having you on, man. Getting your thoughts on, on MMA. But you know, before we get into everything, first of all, I just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas, Marcel. I want to wish the, the listeners a Merry Christmas as well, or Happy Holidays if you do not celebrate Christmas. Um, but you do want to talk about something, Marcel, before we get into, like, the news and stuff. Uh, it's some sad news, and uh, you want to just go ahead, Marcel. There was a death in MMA, unfortunately, and uh, Sergio De Silva has passed away. And I'd love to hear Marcel give some thoughts on him. I'll pull his tapology page out while Marcel uh, talks about his career. So yeah, Sergio De Silva. He's. Uh, uh, I actually uh, started talking with him. I think around 2018. Um, we're both very big soccer fans. So um, he's uh, he's he's from uh, US and from Brazil. So he's supporting the Brazilian team, and he has a soft spot for the Colombian team, and I have that as well. So we got in in talking about that kind that uh, that team, and uh, we talked a lot during the 2018 World Cup, and actually didn't cross paths on MMA, you know. So that's a pr- pretty pretty weird actually that it came into soccer and after that it's uh we talk a lot about mma as well and, and all that kind of stuff and even um like five days before before he passed away he tweeted out like uh that it did a great job doing uh, mma coverage and that i should keep going wow and uh so that that was great you know but he's always very very supportive and i'm also very supportive to, to him because he he, have, he has been through a tough time you know he's uh, been accused of certain stuff you you can search it on the web i'm not going to call it anything and um yeah i, I was i was hoping it, it was going to go better with him you know he had two beautiful kids a son and a daughter and um yeah, he, he, I think I don't know the exact details, and I'm going to go into the yeah. exact, exact details. But he passed away last Wednesday, I think, and it's uh, been public since Friday or Saturday. I saw uh, Eric Kowal, I saw him tweeting it, and yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, man!" I mean, I was so shocked reading that, and um, I, I only can say I want to uh, uh, want to send my condolences to the De Silva family, uh, everybody who loved him, and uh, man, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I mean. I wish I could have talked to him um, some more. We we haven't really uh, talked via DM like oh, I think over a month or two months, you know. So um, yeah, man, it's, it's just a sad story. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, what can I say? You know, I, my condolences. And uh, yeah, I do not know what anything else. I wanted to to say something at least because uh, I haven't had the chance. So uh, yeah. You know, it's funny because I'm the guy who does the obituaries for BJ Penn. I'm always the guy writing when, when people pass away. We've had a lot of deaths in MMA the last couple of years. Um, Sergio De Silva, not like a big name by any means, but a guy who had 16 fights in MMA. I'm going to pull his record out right now. I actually have it open. Um, here he is. Tell me that works. Yep. Sergio De Silva, 7-9 record, like Marcel said. Not a great record, but still 16 fights, 34 years old. I mean... There wasn't a lot of like details, Marcel, but I did see something, you know, that possibly could have been the cause of death. I don't want to say it right now because it's not my Same. place to say. It. Yeah, so you can you can search that on Twitter and see what people were saying. But obviously, um, you know, sad loss for Belter. Did they say anything? I'm not sure if they did or not. You know, if they said anything, maybe he only had a couple of fights there. But yeah, this fight here, Bellator, New York City, fought in the Fedor and uh, Mitrion card, and he uh, yeah. He- 
he is he is on that fight known for this, uh, putting this his... is not Eddie Alvarez that there was in the nah. UFC. This is not nah. a different Eddie Alvarez. He had that thing with uh, when he was on the scale when he tried to uh, uh, when he got his foot a little bit off the scale to 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 make that weight. You know that that's how how wow. people can remember that that on Bellator. I mean, know? look at this. He he fought Sterling and Al yeah. Oskalich who used to fight in the UFC in 2011. So that's uh, that's too bad, man. So my condolences as well. Um, do you want to talk about anything else about him, Marcel? Or do you want to move on to some news and stuff? I, I know he's really loved, and definitely in the uh, also in the BJJ community, he was uh, he was teaching. Everybody's very uh, complimenting about him. I know uh, UFC fighter Jared Gordon has been to his. Uh, uh, how do how do you say that in English? His uh, where? Wake wake. Yeah, when he when they uh, say goodbye to him after funeral. Uh, yeah, so oh, Jared Gordon has been there. You know, yeah. Jared said like um, uh, Sergio has searched for him when 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 he was uh, an addict. You remember that he has been yeah. clean for so many years now, yeah. and uh, Sergio has been searching for him when when that happened the whole night until they found him. So they were very close and. Uh, yeah, just loved by the MMA community and the people around him. So uh, that's I, I can't say anything more. I uh, I think that that's that's all I can say about it right now. You know, and um, yeah, I wish I wish all the best for his family and definitely also for his two kids who don't have a dad anymore now. Yeah, that's that's really tragic, Marcel. I'm glad you brought it up, man, because I didn't see too many people talking about it. And Marcel is the kind of guy that's you know he wants to give some respect to the guys that maybe they're not big names, but they still fought in the sport and they competed, right? Okay, Marshall, let's, let's talk about some news and stuff. I mean, we're gonna, let's, let's get right into it. I know you're going to be ticked off talking about this, so I can't wait to talk about it with you. You know what I'm going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Ben Askren. Ben Askren. He's going to fight Jake Paul. Watch this. I'm going to pull this up. You're going to laugh when you see this shit. <laughs> I saw this tweet the other day from Chael, and I was like, this is not real, is it? <laughs> Apparently, it's real. Cole, I don't know if Cole's listening right now, but he, uh, he texted Ben, and Ben confirmed it like right away. And uh, later that night, Ben had sent a video out, and then Jake sent a video out. So this fight's happening. I mean, it's going to happen. It says March 8th, 28th, but it's actually March 27th, um, 28th, probably because it's going to happen at midnight that, that night or something. But mm -hmm. just in case people were asking, because some people were saying it's on Sunday night. No, it's going to be on, like, Saturday night, Sunday morning. Um, I got to be honest with myself, this one kind of came in the left field for me. Obviously, I saw them talking shit to each other, but I really didn't think Ben was going to – Come out of retirement. Look at him wearing boxing gloves. I mean, I don't like. Listen, he's going to make like like he said. He's going to make a ton of money. He's, I mean, he's being at risk of being knocked out in this fight, obviously, but he could still win the fight. Everyone's saying he's going to lose and get knocked out in the first round. Like this guy's been in there with like Douglas Lima and like Korshkov and stuff. He didn't get KO in the first round. I know that Masvidal knocked him out, but I don't know, man. This is so weird, Marcel. Like. <laughs> I really thought Paul would fight like another YouTuber or something, a celebrity. I can't believe he's fighting Ben Askren of all people. Come on, man. Give me your thoughts on this one. <laughs> First of all, if I was Ben Askren, I would be offended that it's Jake Paul versus Ben Askren, not Ben Askren versus Jake Paul. <laughs> but that that's me, you know? Um, I mean, Ben Askren is a lifelong martial artist, man. He's, I know he is a, he's a wrestler from his base, you know? Yeah. But like you said, he, he has been in some tough wars and mm -hmm. he, he was knock out in those kind of fights. He got knocked out in Masvidal, but I still think the Ben Askren who fought Masvidal was out of his prime at that moment. I wasn't anymore the Ben Askren we saw earlier in Bellator and one championship, you know? Yep. Um, that said, Jake Paul, 
I mean, Jake Paul isn't a professional athlete, man. He, I, I definitely think he trains. I'm not yep. going to say anything bad about that, you know. But um, like people say, I think Jake Paul is even a favorite in this fight. It's crazy to me, and maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm stupid, you know. Maybe people say like uh, Ben doesn't have a, have a stand-up game, and Jake Paul has a solid stand-up game. Listen, man, Jake Paul's opponent hasn't been that great so far, you know. He's I think he has two opponents. One was a former baseball or basketball player, and yep. the other one, I don't even know. So, um, I mean, <laughs> I, I would. I wouldn't put my money on this fight, definitely not. But if I have to put my money on it, I would put my money on Ben Askren. And maybe I'm stupid, but I would do that. You know, the odds came out the other day. Where's Ben's Twitter? I gotta find Ben's Twitter. He uh, he said bet the house. I mean, the odds came out, uh, and they were pretty favorable. To- this is not Ben. That's not him. Where's Ben? <laughs> what? what? Who was that? <laughs> what is this? Oh, it's a fake account. Okay, funky asking. <laughs> What the hell? Don't tell me you blocked me. No, he's right there. There he is. <laughs> okay. Um, aside from all the Bitcoin tweets, you have to get through the Bitcoin tweets to find his stuff. Where's that one? Oh, man. We got to talk about his tweet to Coker, too. But here, Aaron, my friend, uh, he, he got the odds from um, Bet Online. It was minus 180, plus 150. <laughs> I got to be honest, like Marcel, like he says, bet the house. So that's, what, that's what Ben says, bet the house. Yeah, we're definitely done. <laughs> it's a betting podcast. We got to talk about the odds here. I mean, listen, man. Uh, and you can't really see it there. There we go. I, I mean, like, okay, this is essentially the same odds that he had against Nate Robinson, who's not even like an athlete. I mean, he's not a combat sports athlete. He's a professional athlete. He's a basketball player. Are you kidding me? Like, I, I don't know. Like, to me, it's like, it's a coin flip. I think it could be a pick Like, I don't really see Jake having this huge advantage like everyone thinks. Okay, so he's got some advantages, obviously. He's younger. He's 14 years younger. Jen, Ben's 37. So Ben's an older guy right now. And Jake's 23. Jake, I think, has a longer reach as well. He's slightly heavier. Not that much heavier. A little bit. Um, but, I mean, listen, I know he's got the two boxing matches, like you said, Marcel. But, again, like, like let's pull his record out. I mean, let's look at his record, man. He doesn't even have a topology, by the way. He's got a, he doesn't have any MMA fights. He's got – I got to go to his Wikipedia. And as, <laughs> right beside his filmography, <laughs> dance cap. <laughs> we got his fights with N- Ensign Gibb and, and Nate Robinson. He knocked them both out. I mean, listen, like, he's looked good, Marcel. Like, you know, for a guy who's only had – what two fights in 2020? The fact he's fighting Ben Ben Askren in this massive card is crazy. So this dude, like as much as Marcel, I know you're you're a purist. You don't really like these kind of fights, but you got to admit the guy is he's a smart businessman. Like he's making a ton of money for him and Ben. Can you at least like, kind of appreciate? I think that that aspect of it, like the the financial aspect of it. If I was a promoter, I would, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, mean, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, like I always say, man, also with the UFC, man, when they, uh, for, for example, doing hype fights and people are just like, dude, it's a business. I, I mean, like, I'm not stupid. I know it's a business, yeah. but I don't see any money in my wallet for it. So why should I uh, go? Why should I? How do you say that? Uh, don't criticize that, you know? I mean, Dana White hasn't blocked me yet. Wink, wink. So uh, <laughs> lucky, lucky you! He's already got me. Got me years ago. <laughs> got me years ago. I don't know if you. Heard, I was talking about the other day. I yeah, I saw I that. I, That's why I said <laughs> like five years ago. Him and Demetrius, they both blocked me after I said that that pay per view that uh, was in Vancouver was terrible, and it was. Remember that card? Woodley versus McDonald and um, Hor- was it not Horaguchi? It was uh, uh, oh Ali Bagatino versus versus the champ Demetrius. I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. I will say this: at least I wasn't named on his uh, his, his bad list for Christmas, Marcel, <laughs> and you weren't on there either. 
I want to get this comment from Doug. Hey, Doug, what's up, guys? Since you break news every time you take a breath, how do you do, Marcel? Do you ever sleep, bro? Master respect your hustle, Marcel. Do you sleep, man? Yeah, thanks for first of all. Um, yeah, m- mostly between four a.m. and ten a.m. That's my okay. my sleeping uh, yeah. thing. So, and then I also have my my sounds off from my phone, so I can sleep well. If I'm gonna have my sounds on on my phone, yeah, I I can't sleep. That's impossible, you know. So I try to sleep six hours at least every day. That's good. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Gotta be honest, man. I want to sleep more, but I can't. Like I just. I, I like you talk about the grind. It's like twenty four seven for for journalism in journalism. Like, and I love it, Marcel. I love the grind, right? Like that's it, it's what I love, right? It's, it's not really, it's it's work, obviously, but it's like my passion. So I don't mind spending a lot of time doing it. But yeah, I'm I'm like you. I don't sleep that much. Yeah. I usually I usually go to bed at two and wake up at eight. I wake up at like eight o'clock every day. What were you gonna say, Marcel? I I always say, man. Like uh, people say, how can you keep keep track on these things, man? That's just like. I really like to do it as well, you know. I really yeah. like MMA. I like I like to keep track on everything, yeah. uh, to to know what's happening. So for me, it's also listen. I like to do it, but it's also for myself. It's it's basically how to uh, to keep track of everything. You know, you see what's happening. You you can if if I write about something or I put something up, it's immediately in my mind, so I don't yeah. forget it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. I know, for example, on my website, on my website, we have uh, for certain fighters, UFC fighters, we have profiles. I know from every fighter we have a profile of. I know for who we have a profile of. I also don't. I also know who we don't have a profile of. You know. Right. right. So sometimes you uh, after events, um, when, when for example last uh, event I made two extra prof- profiles for Taylor Santos and for Michelle Pereira, so. Uh, we add, we add, we add. You know, mostly if you get two or three wins, we add a profile. If you have, if you're zero and three, there is no way for, or there is no thing for me to make a profile of you. We are more, we do, we do every MMA promotion. Don't get me wrong, but for the Netherlands right now, UFC is more interesting, and for kickboxing is glory, very interesting in the Netherlands. So we are very um, pointed on that one. But we also do Bellator, you know. But yeah. it's just a. Uh, just a small how we look into it, you know. Yeah, you guys kill it. I just want to talk about Ben really quick before we move on to some other stuff. But like, I just want to look at his reach at the UFC stats website. Jake's not on this website, but seventy-three inch reach, Marcel. I mean, it's it's pretty like average, I think, for the welterweight division. Maybe slightly mm-hmm. above average. Five eleven. He's not that. He's not like a small guy. Like people think Ben is this tiny little guy. Like he's going to match up the size. Five eleven, seventy-three, and then you look at um, Jake, and he was uh, he's six one, I think. Where is this? Six one and seventy six. So he actually has a three inch reach advantage, which is definitely something to keep in mind. The weight, I think he weighed in a one eighty nine, and Ben fights at like one in in one. He fights at one eighty five now, right? So the weight will be similar. Like it's a, it's a more interesting fight than people think. Like look, okay, but you gotta look at this though. Like this is what worries me, Marcel. In these two fights, he literally landed no strikes. He landed zero strikes. I don't think anyone else has two fights in the UFC where they landed zero significant strikes in a fight. Like that's crazy. And then he landed 63 against Maya. Um, yeah, and he got finished in that third round by submission. I don't know. Uh-huh. I mean, like, let's look at Ben. Or, uh, yeah, let's look at his, uh, his uh, Bellator run. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Have you ever heard of John Phillips? John Phillips? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and by, sorry, earlier I, earlier I said Ben was 37. I apologize to Ben. He's 36. <laughs> My bad, Ben. I didn't mean to add a year on your age, bro. Hey, you okay. get blocked now. You get blocked now. I know Ben's gonna block. <laughs> actually, Ben likes me. Ben actually likes me. So okay, yeah, good, okay. good. Ben's on my good team because I'm I'm good friends with um, Fight Oracle, and that's his boy, right? So we're we're good. 
I mean, like, listen, look who he's fought, Marcel. Like, hopefully, can, can people see this? Hopefully. I'll probably try to zoom in on it. I, I can see it. So. Okay, so there we go. Look at this. Like, even in Bellator, like, in his seventh fight, I remember this fight 10 years ago. I remember it well, man. I've been watching this sport for a long time. <laughs> First, Lyman Good. I know you have too, Marcel. Lyman Good. And you know what? He took a lot of punishment in that fight, man. Like, and he kept walking forward. It was a tough fight. Lyman Good hits pretty freaking hard. I mean, this guy's got a lot of knockouts. 11 wins by knockout in MMA. And he took his shots. I understand it was 10 years ago. I guess Shin is not as good. But it was still a tough fight. This fight with Jay Heron. Douglas Lima was in, it was in Ontario, man. That was like right by my house, dude. Um, he, he, he took him down and beat him up. But he beat Douglas Lima. He was in there. And I, listen, I get it. It's MMA. It's hard to compare because he can't shoot takedowns. I'm just mm -hmm. saying he took these guys' best shots. Korshkov, he took his shots. Um, and then, you know, he gets to the UFC a little bit later in his career. Here's the thing. I don't blame him for going to one. It was a good move for him at the time. He got a lot of money. He had some easy wins there, except for this fight. This no con. It was a weird fight. But otherwise, yeah. he just destroyed these guys, right? So I don't blame him. But I, I just I selfishly wish he was in the UFC that whole time, man. You know, because I feel like he came too late, Marcel. He came in 2000. It was just last year Ben came at age 35, he, right? So He definitely came in too late, yeah. man. He, he, he was semi-retired, and uh, he came yeah. back. He, he wasn't supposed to fight anymore, I think, at one. But they still had, he still had, uh, how do you say that, had the contract over there. And then they switched him for, for DJ, you know? So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a good, and you know, that trade was awesome. I, I, I'd love to see more trades. Hmm. By the way, I, well, I'll talk about it in a second. Actually, I won't even spoil that. You get to these comments here. Doug said, 2 a.m. Jesus. Dude, Marcel said he wants to be at 4. So, yes, 2 for me, but 4 for Marcel. And I wish I'd go to bed earlier. I just, like, I'm on the computer so much that I'm so wired all the time, man. It's crazy, you know? But, yeah. Yes. That's one of our guys here, Marcel. Mr. Tom Taylor from BJ Penn. Tom is such a great guy, man. And he's such a good editor, you know? And he actually just, well, I don't know if, I don't know if he made it public, but he just interviewed two, two former UFC champions that are, like, massive names. And... Um, I think for Bleacher, right, Tom? So you can you can talk about that. I don't I don't want to spoil who you interview, but Marcel, he interviewed like a massive, massive name. You're gonna love this interview. And Tom, okay, cool. he said Jake's gonna eat Ben alive. See, I, I don't know, man. I was talking to James Lynch, who's like a really good friend of mine, and he's on the same page as me. He doesn't think it's gonna be like a blowout, like everyone's saying. Like, even if Ben loses, I don't think he's gonna get KO'd in the first round, Marcel. Like, I think he's tough enough he can survive around. And he actually, I know his, his striking defense is not great, but it's way better than Nate Robinson's. Nate Robinson had his hands at his hips. Like, he didn't even protect his, his chin whatsoever. I think Ben can go a few rounds with this guy, um, at least. So, I don't know. I got to look at it more. But, like, I, the, the one thing I'd be looking at is, like, I think it's six rounds, or maybe it's eight, actually. It's probably eight. Uh, maybe an over in that fight, because I think Ben could be tough enough. We'll see, though. I mean, I know he got KO'd by Masvidal. Maybe his chin is gone. And here's something to keep in mind. And Kevin Scott, one of uh, – my my favorite guest here on um, the uh, MEOB Daily Podcast, Kevin. Happy holidays, guys. Kevin, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and your family. He says, don't forget Ben is a fake hip now. Not sure if that's a plus or minus. I mean, I would say it's probably a minus, right? Like all that hip, like just all the issues he's had with his hips. And yes, he says he feels great. He says he got a hip replacement. He feels like he's 20 years old again. But Marcel, he's been wrestling. I was looking at his page the other day. He's been wrestling like since, for, for like, you know, like probably since he was a kid, but you know, at the highest level for like almost 20 years. He's been wrestling or fighting it for 20 years at the highest level of combat sports. That does take a toll on your body. That's what I'm worried about this fight is the wear and tear. Is his chain really gone for Masvidal and just in general? By the mm -hmm. way, the Masvidal thing I think gets people, like that would have, anyone would have gotten KO'd from that knee, dude. Like anyone would have not knocked out. What were you going to say, man? Yeah, I agree with you. By the way, hips don't lie. I had to make that one, sorry. Um, that is true. That is true, by the way. <laughs> so, I, I mean... 
I just can't go for Jake Paul, man. You know me. I'm just not going to do it. You know, I'm just not going to do it. But uh, does he have a chance? Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, Ben Askren isn't the Ben Askren anymore from a few years ago. So he definitely has a chance. But, man, I don't know. I would I would pick Ben Askren. Definitely don't put my money on it. I'm not that crazy. So uh, yeah. I'm just laughing because, like, the fact that there are odds out there, it's like I, – and I'm obviously, guys, I'm going to, you know, break down this fight and – I already got my uh, the editor at odds. He's like, "Yo, dude, as soon as those prop bets come out for that fight, you write an article on it, so it'll come soon." And here's what Tom said, and I, I didn't want to speak on a turn here, but yeah, he interviewed John Jones and Joanna, so those are going to come. That's that's crazy, Tom. I, I can't wait to read those, man. All right, so, Marcel, let's move on from. Uh, unless there's anything else you want to say about Askren and Paul, actually, there's one more thing I forgot to say. This Scott Coker and yeah, <laughs> okay, so basically Ben went on Twitter after, and he said. Uh, like, okay, so Scott Coker did an interview with Junkie, and he said that Ben's going to get knocked out in this fight, right? Ben saw the interview, and he goes like, well, I heard that Bellator's being sold or something. And then now uh, Coker uh, speaks to MMA Fighting and sends a comment saying, we are, you know, considering legal action. <laughs> like, dude, he looks like such a putz. Like, I saw the comments online. People were like, are you serious? Like, he's so soft. Like, it's crazy, right? A sport like MMA, where it's like the baddest guys on the planet, and you got a guy who gets so offended because some dude writes a tweet saying, like, jokingly saying the company's getting sold. Like, okay, I, I mean, maybe, dude, maybe he does get sued. I mean, I don't really know. Like, I have no idea, Marcel, but I just think it's kind of funny. Any thoughts on that before we move on? Yeah, man, why so, why, why so petty? You know, I mean, <laughs> what, what <laughs> is, is, it that, is it that bad? I mean, if my former... Uh, if my former boss would say like, or, or was was uh, Scott or Scott wasn't the boss when Ben fought in Bellator, right? You know what? I think it was. I don't think he was there when he, well, he no, might have been for like maybe one fight or something. But it was it was Bjorn Rebney. Rebney, yeah. Because I, I, if it was my former boss, I would probably be upset as well. Like, how gonna say I'm gonna lose against a YouTuber? Yeah. Pretty much, you know. So I would say something as well. Would I say Bellator is gonna be sold? I don't know. But uh, man, I mean. Saying you're gonna do legal action, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I lost my saw that one. That was yeah. uh yeah, I think you took it too far. Okay. Yeah, I got a good one for you here, Marcel. Hmm. I'm gonna pull it up. I'm gonna pull on the screen so everyone can see. This one's pretty cool, guys. Next thing we're gonna talk about here. All right. What time is it there, Marcel? By the way, you're in uh where are you in, in Holland, obviously, right? Yeah, Maastricht, the Netherlands. It's uh 4:23 p.m. Wow, four twenty-three. Oh, this past four twenty in Holland, dude. I mean, yeah. you could ask me for a minute break to go do your thing, man. I wouldn't. Let you. <laughs> I don't smoke, man. Oh, you know, okay. I don't believe yeah. you, but that's <laughs> <Yeah>, true. <laughs> okay, let me pull it up here. All right, so uh, huge news yesterday. I mean, this happened really fast too. Let's pull it up. To screen. There we go. Yeah, baby, it's happening, guys. Anthony Pettis. Officially with PFL. This happened so fast. Like, they must have had some discussions before this that, you know, Malky Kawa and the, they must have talked to PFL. Because when have you ever seen a guy get released and, like, the next day sign with another promotion? Like, that's – especially when he just fought last weekend. Yeah. I, I got to be honest, man. I love the signing for PFL. I think it's a great signing, man. I think Pettis still has a lot left in the tank. I, I think that the opponents he's going to fight in PFL are tougher than he might think or fans might think. UFC fans might look at Nathan Schulte and be like, this guy, who is this guy? He's great. You know what I mean, Marcel? And there's other guys like uh, Olivier Aubin-Mercier and a few other guys. You could talk about it. Um, I, what do you think of the sign? I, I, I came out of left field a little bit. I really thought he'd go to Bellator, but I like this for PFL, man. I 100% expect him to go to Bellator. I was pretty sure he wasn't going to sign a new contract with the UFC. 
Um, although he was saying, like, I want to fight the best. So uh, I was already like, he's not going to stay. I really expected him to join his brother in Bellator, but he went to PFL. I mean, it, you know, I like PFL as a fun format. It really sucks. We haven't seen them this year. Yeah. I would have been really looking forward next week if we had the finals on New Year's Eve, but we don't have that, unfortunately. But um, that was, by the way, always funny, man. People over here are, like, celebrating uh uh, the how do you say that the new year and i was watching uh pfl the finals all the time <laughs> while they are talking and all kind of stuff and eating and things so um i'm gonna miss that this year but it's i mean pfl has done some solid signings yeah. and i think yeah. uh, it's, i'm really looking forward to upcoming season they already have their uh their how do you say that their um dates out on the website so yeah. Uh, I think they're starting earlier this year as well than they normally do. Normally, they start around May or June. I think it's even starting at March already or April. So um, I'm really looking forward to it, man. I mean, Pettis, uh, fun addition. We got Rory McDonald and, and some other in another division, the welterweight, by the way. Pettis will fight at lightweight. So uh, they have done some good signings. I'm mean, really looking forward. I think you too as well, you too yeah. as well, Adam. I mean, as, as much MMA we can get is always good, I think. And uh, I don't know. Will this be on a Thursday again? Because then it will probably cross with Bellator, you know? Bro, I love PFL. I love MMA, right? But I really yeah. like PFL because I love tournaments in MMA. I think they do a cool thing. Um, the two fights in one night is interesting in 2020. Like, you you know, this is something that happened in the 90s, right? It, the fact they're still doing that in the United States in 2020 is pretty cool. And I know that the first fight's only two rounds, but I think that's cool. I like yeah. PFL. I, I want to actually pull up their website quickly because um, just go through the roster. Now, this the thing is they've actually made a lot of science since then. And there's a tweet I want to up from uh, michael fidel he had a tweet yesterday but let's look through these like i mean i don't know if she's still in cindy dan well i feel bad for her by the way oh god like, did, did, did you hear the story yesterday yeah yeah actually i voted for bj she had yeah. uh, she, she had some personal troubles i would definitely go check that story out yeah. you guys want to go to bj pen search it up there get some enjoyed but yeah you got kayla harrison i don't really know sanchez that well lofton is man this poor guy his nose in this picture dude he should be in the ufc this guy got so 100 he got 100%. screwed right like he got yeah. he got hosed he should be in the UFC. Bubba Jackson, Jenkins, former US, uh, Bellator guy. He's he's a I mean wrestler, right? Palmer's great. He should be in the UFC too. Hopefully they let they release him at some point. I'd love to see him in Barcelona, but at the same time, I mean he can win a million dollars. He's won two million already. Like he's yeah. killing it, man. He's killing it. Clay Collard, I love this guy, dude. He's one of my. He's like I know he's not that good. Like seventeen eight and eight. Marcel, he's, remember his, his fight with Max Holloway? It was a great fight. He's a boxer he's, now. He's actually the the the, the real triple C, right? Cassius yeah. Clay <laughs> Cassius Clay Collard. I actually like this guy. He's got a good, good personality, and I think he's, he's going to be a good addiction, although his takedown defense is not very good. Johnny John Case is a good fighter too, man. He's really yeah. good. Uh, Marcin Held. Oh, yeah, they got Held too. That's a great signing, Marcel. Definitely. I love, I love Marcin Held. I, and, again, I know he's struggling in the UFC, but he is – man, his uh, submissions, my God. Aiden Schulte is one of the most underrated guys in the sport right now. Like, he's so good. And he's a two-time champ too, right? Yeah. True. Yeah, he's amazing. This guy is a pretty solid fighter. He's Canadian. He's one of the better Canadian fighters, I think, OAM. We'll see. I mean, he kind of had some struggles in the UFC, but I think he'll do okay in, belt, in uh, PFL. Ray Cooper's fun to watch. Rory McDonald. Here's another big signing, Marcel. Rory McDonald. He hasn't made his debut yet, but – and then you got Sorgi. This guy, not only is he a great fighter, if I'm not mistaken, he donated, like, a lot of his winnings to uh, like charity in, in Argentina, I, I believe okay. he gave away like a lot of his money. He's a, he's a really good guy. And I, I think he's a fun fighter to watch Jordan young. He's a good prospect. I think he was in Bellator and let him go if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Ali Isiev, I think you, you're pretty high on this guy. He's undefeated. 
And then you had Muhammad Usman, who I think is Kamaro's brother, right? Yeah, definitely. And then Justin yeah. Willis, who, like, let's be honest, this guy is, <laughs> he's not that entertaining to watch, but he's a, you know, pretty solid fighter. But I mean, that's some, there's just some good fighters, man. And any, any thoughts on those fighters I mentioned, Marcel? Yeah, I mean, like, listen, man, obviously, Anthony Pettis, Rory McDonald, those are the two that uh, really, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good tweet by Michael. I really Fidel, like this tweet from Michael. It was a good tweet, yeah. Like, yeah. Shane ahead, Marcel, finish, your, finish your thought, Marcel, before I. Yeah, I mean, we even didn't talk about Clarissa Shields. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, that's amazing, man. She's going to do MMA, you know, really looking forward to that one. Fabricio Verdum, another great pickup from uh, yeah, I from, love that from PFL. Dude, people, still, people think he's shot. He's not, man. He's still got something to take. So. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I mean, uh, Cesar Ferreira, uh, former yeah. uh, Ultimate Fighter Brazil winner, uh, also from the UFC. Shaman Moraes got cut from the UFC, and I still don't know why. Because really? Oh, wow. I, I didn't realize he got cut. Oh, my God. Yeah. You, uh, I mean, he's a good fighter as well. So they've really picked up some really solid names, and they already had really solid names as well. So, I mean... Yeah, I know. I think it was one and two in his last three. In his yeah, but look who he lost to. You lost yeah. to Zabit, Sadiq Yusuf, who I'm really high on, and Andre Fili, who's the. Yeah. Really, you know, he got KO'd in that fight. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would have kept it around. I thought he would. Like, these fights were pretty. This fight with Arce was a freaking war, man. That was a great yeah. fight. Yeah, I would have kept that, dude. But yeah, I like what PFL's done. I, I personally like it. I want to get to Kevin's comment because, you know, it's worth talking about. Yeah. Because why would anyone sign with PFL, regardless of what they might say? Their next season not guaranteed to even happen due to coronavirus. It's a gamble. I mean, I'll say this: they probably got a sign. I'm sure Anthony Pettis got a signing bonus probably too. He probably didn't. They probably didn't make it public, but I'm sure he got a little bit of money. They are also paying their fighters like a stipend of like a thousand bucks a month. They were paying them through the pandemic. I'm not sure if they're doing it anymore, but they were at the beginning. It's not a lot, obviously, but you know it helps them uh, get by. Here's the thing: like these fighters, I, I think they got screwed, and now they did let, let some fighters fight out at other promotions like Kayla Harrison. Marcel, but I think they should have did that back in like, you know, June or something. They just probably thought they were going to have a season again. It's tough, man. A lot of businesses got, got just wiped out this year. So I, I feel like, you know, people are, are critical of PFL. And I think Kevin's point is fair, Marcel. But at the same time, the coronavirus did really impact their business. So, you know, for me, it's like I give them a pass this year, you know. But next year is their last chance, I think, to have a really big impact in the sport because it will be their third season. And as much as I enjoyed the, the first two seasons, like, did the investors make enough money to make it worth their while to keep doing this? And is ESPN getting enough viewers? We'll see. I hope they do well. Go ahead, Marcel. Adam, I got to say, man, I mean, I agree uh, partial with you because I think shouldn't, shouldn't they have put at least maybe don't have to do a season, but at least like three or four events yeah. where fighters can at least fight, you know, so they so they don't have to stand still for a year because yeah they they gave Kayla Harrison permission to fight somewhere else and they gave I think another one I I forgot who it was they got also permission to fight somewhere else but not everybody you know yeah. and I think um, they could have done like four events spread it uh, spread it as much as you can if if, that, if that's possible and do do like 12, 12 fights on that card but keep at least give the fighters at least one fight you know keep them active if they can't fight yeah. and if not allow them to fight somewhere else oh it was like uh with that um uh, with a croatian guy uh who, who was supposed to fight serial gun and then he couldn't fight because he's still at the country oh the yeah and he was a good prospect too at light heavyweight right man what's his name or heavyweight Antidelia. Antidelia. Yeah, yeah 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 i i you know what actually i you know you said you partially agree with me i completely agree with you <laughs> um they should i didn't think about that yeah i was just thinking about the tournaments but you could have they could have did one-off events you're right just to get these guys some fights but 
they chose not to do that. And, you know, the year's over now, so they spilled milk at this point. But uh, yeah. I really hope they have a good year next year, Marcel. Because, again, I'm pro-fighter. Like, I'm not really pro-promotion. I'm more pro-fighter. Pro yeah, I love you. That's 100%. why I love you, Marcel. Because you're just like me. You just love the sport, too, right? You love the fighters. You respect every fighter. Even the ones that lose, we still respect them for getting yeah. But uh, anyways, we get to this comment from Kevin. He says, don't get me wrong. I like PFL. If I was a fighter, I wouldn't want to bet my career on it right now. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm listen, here's the thing with, with Anthony Pettis. He probably looked at those lightweights and thought I can win this tournament with a million dollars. You know, that's probably what he thinks. And he probably got a signing bonus and he probably gets a nice purse too. I think the, the million dollars is a bonus check, right? Like they still get their purses, Marcel. So like he's still going to get paid probably pretty well. I mean, I'm assuming he'll make six figures a fight. Same with Verdum and, and Rory. I think all three of those guys would. Um, they will definitely have a good contract. Absolutely. Um, sure. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, they, they, they're promising all these events next year and I think they're making some good moves. Also, they hired Lauren Mack as their PR guy. He's really good. He used to work for one, and he's a guy I've known in the business like 10 years, Marcel. So that's a really good move for them. Like, you have to think, it's not just the fighters. Also, like the, the guys in the front office and the, in the head offices. Like, that stuff matters too. And I think they're making some good moves. All right, enough with PFL. Let's talk about Colby and Masvidal, man. Colby did an interview with Submission Radio, and he said Masvidal won't fight him. He says he's not going to sign a deal because uh, – Basically, he says Masvidal told the UFC it's a bad style matchup. I, I think I think Colby probably probably embellishing that somewhat. Like, you know, I'm, I think most fans actually do think that it is a bad style matchup for Masvidal, but I'm not sure if Masvidal actually said that to the UFC. Um, doesn't seem like something he'd say, especially when he just fought Usman, who's an even better wrestler than Covington, arguably. So, do you think this fight happens? Like, I still feel like this is the fight to make for the tough uh, coaches and and next year. But what do you think? It's definitely the fight to make for the tough coaches next year. Um, I still think it will happen, man, but uh, I, I don't believe Masvidal said it was a bad style matchup. I can't believe that. But if you ask me, is it a bad style matchup for him? 100%. I mean, there's definitely. I mean, you saw what Usman did, uh, how, how he uh, held down Masvidal, but also he had fans in those positions, man. He did well, Usman, you know. And Covington will basically do the same, I think. So, I mean, it's a bad style matchup for him. Can't say anything else. But yeah. uh, I still hope we, we will see the fight. We, I still hope we will see the fight. And, uh, I mean, it's a fight to make. And why wouldn't you make it? You know, I think everybody yeah. else above there is kind of booked. You know, Edward Shimaev, um Burns will fight. Usman, probably, yeah. that fight is still not official. Uh, still no contracts, as far as I know. I I checked in like what's that three days ago. Still no contracts, but uh, still a verbal agreement. So, yeah, I don't know, but uh, that's a fight to make, I think. And there are odds for that fight right now. It's minus one eighty five for Covington, plus one fifty for Maswell. So, like the early sentiment is Covington's probably going to wrestle him. Mm -hmm. And you know, looking at it, like I'd like to see Maswell get one of those crazy knockouts like he's had, but. I don't know, man. Like it's it is kind of a bad style matchup for him. It really is. But at the same time, like I'm not, I don't believe for a second he actually told the UFC matchmakers that I'm not fighting Colvin Covington because he's going to take me down. I don't think he would say that. It's a money thing. It's money, Marcel. They're trying to negotiate because yeah. they probably want to get paid pretty well to do the, to do uh, tough. And with here's the thing with tough too. Like they'll have to, especially with COVID, right? They'll be in that house for what three months by the like or whatever six weeks. I don't even know how long it is. They'll be there, right? They came. They probably won't be able to see their families and stuff. Like that'd be tough, right? Yeah, but I'd be careful what you say about the UFC because they're not behind you, is watching you. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah, I'm behind <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> I just saw that guy turn him a little bit. There he is. <laughs> I know, right? All right. So 
me get this for this uh, comment from Doug. Money Man UFC can't match a lot of these mainstays that have earned wealth throughout the years. Yep. All right. So let me see what's next on the list. Okay. Actually, this one, uh, this guy got cut from the UFC. Long time uh, UFC, three actually three division fighter, Eric Koch. He got cut. Yeah. And, you know, kind of an underrated career, I think, in, a, in, in some ways, Marcel, the more I looked into him yesterday when I did the, the article, you know, here's the thing. He had a lot of injuries, right? He had a lot of fights that fell through. And most famously, this fight, at UFC 149, he was supposed to fight Jose Aldo yeah. in, in uh, Calgary. This is one of the worst cards of all time, by the way. This is one of the worst cards in UFC history. Do you remember this card? Look at this, yeah. this main card. Oh. Which, Terrible. Right. Honestly, I love that card because I, I, because of the main, no, it's because of the main event because everybody was saying Faber was going to win and I was yes. sure Barrow was going to win. Yeah. So that was I was like, I, I told you guys, I told you to my friends, I told you. <laughs> the thing so, about this card is like these the first bunch of fights were amazing. Like this Matt Riddle fight with Chris Cummins, he had a standing arm triangle choke, which was crazy. Then he yeah. tested positive for weed. At Francisco Rivera and Mark. Anyways, the point was, uh, you know. Coke's been around for a while, and, and he didn't accomplish what he wanted to do in the sport, which is to be a champion. But he was 5-5 five and five in the UFC. That's not terrible, man. And he had a knockout win over Rafael Sunset in his first fight in the UFC. That was on the – actually, that's on the Shogun John Jones card. I remember that card. So, you know, it's, what do you think? What's your memory of Coke, man? And he also won his second fight in the UFC against Jonathan Brooklyn. Yes, and this earned him a title shot. And Jonathan Brooklyn yeah. was the, the former Ultimate, Ultimate Fighter. Ultimate. Yeah. Exactly. So – that that was a pretty big win at that time, you know. So, um, yeah, he just had some bad luck with injuries, you know. And um, yeah, some solid wins, like you said. Uh, when he came back, I think uh, in two, I, I remember in 2017, 18, indeed, he, he fought Guida and Green. Yeah. And that was back in the day when when Green still fought like the Bobby Green with. Uh, a little bit of coasting, uh, doing this little bit of thing, you know. So I was like, Eric Coke can win this one if he is, uh, if he's eager to win. But he, he didn't have it, man. Green greened it well, and then he he defeated Carl Stewart. I was like, yeah, maybe he can still do something in the division. Uh, he he went up actually welterweight, right? That's so, the crazy uh, thing. He actually has wins in the three weight classes because this fight was at featherweight, so it was yeah. this one, lightweight, and then lightweight, and then welterweight. Yeah. So he's also a guy that's being released off a win, but his I think his contract was up too. They were talking about that in the article. It wasn't a, like 100% a cut, Marcel, but it was one of those things where they didn't offer him a contract back. So they didn't yeah. want him back. And I don't blame him. I mean, I'm assuming he was making – let's see if we can find his salaries, his purses. They don't give him for that one. Let's see. I mean, I'm assuming he made okay money. Mm -hmm. Not for that one either. Or Nevada, this one should have it. Let's see what his purse was. Eric Koch, that's not even that much, really. Well, he had a couple wins after that. So he's making 42000 Here's the thing, Marcel. If you're Dana White, right, and you're a promoter, now, would you rather have Eric Koch and you have to pay 40000 or would you rather, like, 20 and 20 or would you rather have a guy from Contender Series you could pay 10 and 10 Yeah, I understand the business. Uh, and, I, I don't agree with that, by the way. I'm just saying that's what Dana's thinking right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. I, I understand how they think, you know, but um, I, I don't think it's uh, – listen, with Koch, Maybe I can see it, you know, because uh, do I think he will become top 10, top 5? No. Probably not anymore, you know, so I can see that. But certain fighters, man, I'm like, why did you cut him? Or like they, they gave him, for example, for the four, first three fights with certain fighters, they give you like two very difficult opponents, you know, and you and you lose to them. And one, you, you win, and, you're, and they're like, yeah, we're not going to give you a new contract. And that's like the other guy, 
who you like, you give him three fights where two is two are very winnable, and he wins all three. And you're like, oh, it's the next big thing. You know, we're gonna give him a better contract and all kind of that. And that's kind of weird to me. You know, I know how it works. Don't get me wrong, but that's always kind of uh, how do you say that uh, gets me the wrong way. You know, but uh, yeah. Now there's just one other guy I want to talk about here, um, really quickly. He hasn't been released. There's some rumors about it, but I, I think it's possible. I think you might have, I don't know if it was you that mentioned, I saw someone on Twitter mm. the other day suggest Woodley could be a cut. Uh, I apologize to myself. That wasn't you, but I, I saw someone. No, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Okay. My, my bad. Sorry. I saw someone saying that he could be released because he's, he has makes a lot of money and he's on a losing skid. He's also 38 years old. Look at these. And these fights weren't competitive, man. They were bad performances, like three in a row. Uh, Malky Kawa and Abe Kawa, they shot it down. They said he's, he hasn't been released. Yeah. And, uh, any, you know, what, what are you thinking? You know how that rumor came into the world. Tyron Rootley posted on his Instagram stories, just Where? cut, C-U-T, cut. That's all what he posted on his stories. So people were like, he's cut. And um, after that, Malky was like, he's not cut. And uh, we don't know how that came on his Instagram stories or something, but he didn't put that himself there. So he's not cut. So that's how it pretty much the rumor came into the world that he was cut. But yeah, no, I mean, listen, like I said, he is a uh, you know former champion. He he's still a top ten guy. I think I think he's still ranked in the top ten. Yeah, definitely. And let's be fair, like look, we lost you, man. He lost to three of the best guys in the world. But the thing was, Marcel, and uh, I actually picked against him in all three of these fights. I made some good money on Usman and Burns. They were underdogs. Um, he didn't win a round. He he's lost fifteen straight rounds. That's what yeah. worries me, man. That really worries me. So, you know, he's kind of like Ferguson right now. Same way. Like, two guys that were, like, they're losing to elite guys, though. That's the thing. So, like, are they are they really on decline or the only losing to – is it because they're losing to really good guys? Like, Ferguson's the same, right? Gaethje and Oliveira. That, I th yeah, but I think there's a difference, man. I have still the feeling that Ferguson is really eager to win those fights. Right. And with Tyron Woodley, I have the feeling, and, and maybe I'm wrong, it's just a feeling I have, is that he is not – focus not triggered at all to yeah not at all to, he, he's just like i'm here yeah Let's yeah he fight. doesn't yeah doesn't he doesn't have that he, he doesn't have that that tyron woodley switch what he had earlier that he was almost unstoppable at a certain moment you know he he could adapt to another fighter's uh game plan and he could perfectly go with that game plan and even top that fighter who was how do you say that who uh was normally could impl implement a game plan, but they couldn't right. do it to him, you know? And now it's like he's just losing fights with wrestling where we was, like, always, like, a top-level wrestler. Mm -hmm. We all know that he was, like, Usman did, wasn't even a Division One wrestler, and I was. Uh, and, you know, so it's... it's. I really think it's 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 between, between the ears, you know? Uh, yeah. That you're a, a certain mindset that isn't there at the moment because I can't believe that Woodley cannot fight as an elite anymore, which, which he did. I know he hasn't been the most popular guy with, with a lot of fans, you know, but you, you got to give him credit for what he did in the division, I think. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and I, I mean, Woodley is, if Woodley can get his uh, his, his eagerness back, his, his, his mentality back, what he had before, I think he's still a top player. But I don't know, man. We also know he's not really good with Dana, so yeah. if they cut him, I wouldn't be surprised, but kind of would feel a little bit weird, you know, to to cut someone who has been a champion and uh, a three-fight losing skit. It's not that great, but would have been yeah. a little bit weird as well, I think.
Here's what Kevin said. He said most of women's fights have been boring. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, JDS is another guy, I think, in a similar spot. He's but he's been getting knocked out too, right? So it's a little different with JDS. JDS, I think, is a guy who probably should retire. Um, you know, become a coach or something. Like I, I love JD. I hope he stays in the sport, and he's a great guy, right? Um, oh, nice guys, yeah. I actually want to pull up your tw your Twitter, and then we'll go. We're gonna go through your Instagram after Marcel. Let me just pull right. up your Twitter because you had a tweet yesterday that uh, was very controversial. Not nothing that you did wrong, but that some other people did wrong with people with some power. Uh, let's see where it is here. Right, I'm going to go through your, oh, here we go. I found it. I found it, Marcel. Okay. I love surprising this guy. Here we go. <laughs> with Anthony Pettis removed from UFC welterweight <laughs> rankings, Conor McGregor enters at number 15. What do you think about this, man? Like, listen, I know he beat Cerrone in his last fight. Cerrone was probably like, in that 20 25 range but i don't know about getting them ranked like there's guys that have like multiple wins in the division that aren't ranked what do you think by the way i see anderson drake rick silva also replied uh as a comment uh under it where 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 drake anderson rick? drake rick silva yeah is normal oh okay <laughs> so uh yeah i mean first of all i want to say i put that via tsn sports because tsn is always the quickest with the updates on the ufc rankings and Aaron Bronstadter is not on the ranking panel of the UFC, so don't give him crap for that. Yep. He can't do anything about it. So I uh, he also replied, I see, yeah. He, he's not a voting member. So, uh, not at all. Yeah. Uh, I know a few voting members. I know like oh, maybe right. five. Yep. And uh, those five I know are, are pretty decent, you know. So I wouldn't say anything bad about them. But there are also a, a list of guys on that voting on that phoning panelist where I'm like, I never heard of you. And if I go to your website, I go to a shoe website or something. So I have yes, no idea I what know. you're doing there. There's some issues with that. Yeah. Actually, there was a guy on Reddit that did uh, like an expose and I did an article on BJ Penn. I would, if you, any of you guys want to read that up, go in and check out like the expose. Cause like half the rankers aren't even, like they're, I mean, their websites don't even uh, work. Like they're not even active websites. So, you know, we can go and complain about it for a lot. I just thought it was funny that Connor is uh He's ranked. By the yeah. way, I, I would never do the rankings myself because it's like a conflict of interest. What were you going to say? Yeah, yeah I I wanted to uh, answer your question because I was uh, off topic what I said. Okay. Uh, I mean, what can you do? what can you say about it, man? In my opinion, uh, that that's a place where you could maybe put Sean Brady. I think he would have been exactly. That's what I'm saying. A guy with multiple wins would look good. By the way, yeah. I want to get to uh, this uh, this before I forget about it because yeah. Kevin just mentioned that he said look at uh, Ben's tweet. Bellator average viewers per event in thousands. Coker's first, yeah. Wow, so look at the decline. Hmm. I mean, listen, like Bellator is just not on the same level as UFC, but I still watch it every week. I do watch it, you know? But I'll say this. I usually tape it, Marcel. I don't watch it live really a lot. I usually spend that night with my girlfriend instead, uh, you know, because the, the truth is if they're the same weekend as UFC, it's very hard for a guy who's in a relationship to give up, uh, to, to make, you know, be like, hey, I need to watch UFC both nights, you know? So I usually tape it. She does watch with me, though. She watches with me every uh all the UFCs. My girlfriend thinks Bellator's boring, boring Marcel. Mm -hmm. So if I say, "Do you want to watch Bellator, sweetie?" She's like, "No, Bellator's boring." <laughs> so like, and, and she's just like, she's like all these viewers, man. I told her it's okay, sweetie. You're like, they got the tournament, they got the Grand Prix. She's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> she just wants to see good fights, man. And UFC has the best fights, but Bellator, like again, Marcel, there's there's value to having Bellator. It's it's good to have a second promotion. Go ahead. If, if Bellator. I don't even think it's a second promotion, but I know many people think. But uh, for me, in North it's America, it's a second promotion. One hundred percent. No, 100%. in the world, no. I agree yeah. with you on that. Yeah. Uh, so the thing with Bellator is, 
I understand that they want to spread their tournament like uh, four quarterfinals. We do four events, main event, blah, blah, blah. I think if you do a tournament and you do a 16-man tournament, for example, do the do the, the the round of 16, spread it in two events, do one event, one, one piece of round of 16, and the other event yeah. also round of 16. Quarterfinals, spread it over one event. And I understand that you have big names on one card and that you want to spread them. If you want to get viewers to, to watch, don't spread it over four events over like a half a year. Over I two mean, years. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that, how can you say pretty much that's a tournament, man? We can it's we can also man. yeah, exactly. Because the UFC, for example, they do also like uh do like Chandler against Hooker, they do Connor against uh, Poirier, they can do for example Gaethje against against Felder. That's not a real fight, but I'm just saying for example, and they do Makashev against Dober. I mean but you can say that's a tournament, right? It's not a tournament, but they spread it over the, the whole thing. And that's what Battletoad does as well, but they call it a tournament. So, I mean, if you want to do a really a tournament, do a tournament, and more people will probably view because they really like the tournament tournament format. I love tournament formats. Adam loves tournament formats. Everybody loves tournament formats. So do it the right way. Dude, I love that, man. You killed it right there, Marcel. That was, that was awesome. All right. Um... Let's just go through some fight announcements on your page quickly, Marcel, and then we'll get out of here. We have 10 minutes left, so. But about a few minutes beforehand, I want to get you to you know, say your goodbyes and everything, give, give you a chance to plug your stuff. So let's go through this. Again, don't give me your, like, pick for the fight because these fights are months away, but I just want you to talk about the matchups. So we'll go through the ones we haven't gone, gone through since the uh, last time I talked to you. Andrew Sanchez versus Macklin Meridov, UFC 257. Holy shit, I just saw this one, Marcel. Wow, that's a great fight. You know... I thought Macklin would get maybe some high rank, but Andrew Sanchez, he's looked pretty good lately. Uh, he's pretty durable, too. It's a good fight, man, but Macklin is going to be a big favorite in that fight. Yeah, I think so, too, man. I think uh, uh, even as Mar Muradov is, is a good striker, good wrestler, I think if Sanchez wants to win this, win this fight, he got to wrestle, man. That's his base, and he should, he's got to do that because I think the striking is in Muradov's uh, advantage, in my opinion. Although that great knockout against Wellington Turman from Sanchez, we, we shouldn't forget that. Absolutely. Yeah, but I think if if I have to look at this fight uh, from a from a neutral perspective, which I always do when yeah, I, of course, when I you talk. have to, you yeah. have to, man. Yeah, I know yeah. many people are like, I'm picking that guy. It's like, why are you picking? Because I love him. That's that's, that's not the good way. I to know. Do. I know. <laughs> that's not a good way to do. Well, you know what? I, I love the way my 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 uh, my girl picks her fights. She's like, she waits for them to walk in the octagon. She's like, this guy looks meaner and stronger. That's why I'm picking. And she actually defends them right a lot of times. I'm just kidding. Okay. You know, for me, it's like I'm the same as you, Marcel. Like when I hear someone say like, you know, I don't like this guy, so I'm going to bet against him. Like that's so dumb. Like that's not the way to bet and pick a fight. Meridov, you know, looking objectively, he's got like all the tools, man. He's yeah. uh he's he's Floyd Mayweather's boy. So like this guy yeah. has got a good backing, and I think he's gonna do really well in the UFC. This is a good match for him, I think. But you know, again, Sanchez is tough. That's why you know maybe Murdoff can show off some skills in this fight. Um this fight, how the hell did Tana Cyphers get another fight in the UFC? I don't get it. Two and maybe five. because she she uh, took a lot of short notice opportunities. They want to give her a full camp for this one. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she's fighting Whitmire here at UFC on oh, February 27th. Uh, you know, Whitmire's also in the same spot, I think. She's lost a couple now, right? Uh, yeah. I like her, though. I mean, she's got a good personality. I like both these girls, actually. You know, even though they're not winning fights, Marcel, like, they, they both want to fight. So, you know, the loser probably gets cut, though. Let's be completely fair. The 60 fighters, would you say that? 
Yeah, def- I think definitely lose at least down this one. Yeah, right? yeah. Any thoughts on this fight? Yeah, the thing is, uh, Cyphers always is like that really, to, uh, like, uh, how do you say that really quiet girl uh, in the back who doesn't say a lot, you know, but she she got fire, you know. You saw that against the Mallory, Mallory, Mallory Martin first round, man. She yeah. she knocked her down, and she almost finished the fight, but uh, she got finished in the second round via a rear naked choke. And Whitmire is like pretty much the opposite, in my opinion, man. She is she, she can she can talk a lot, man. She is uh, she you you saw her weighing against Amanda Hebas. Can you remember? That yeah. was the first fight of Hebas that they uh, that she they pushed each other and uh, th- that was pretty funny to me, and uh, she, she got some decent wins as well. She got that uh, that elbow win in over a minute, I think, uh, and, and that was her most recent win. Um, I mean, fun matchup. I think. Um, I mean, Cyphers is very quiet, but she she can be re- she can hit, hit really really hard. I think and. Uh, if she can can land on her, she uh, Whitmire can have a problem. But I think she Whitmire has a vantage probably on the ground. Yep. Um, it's it's a it's a fun style matchup I think, but uh, it's it's a 50-50. I'm not gonna give you my pick because you don't want to. No, so I don't want to hear your picture. So, okay, so I'm not gonna <laughs> oh, give yeah, it. Yeah, give it to me on February twenty second or something, like a few days before the event. Okay. Okay. I'll, sure. I'll take it then. I'll take it then. I don't want them now because I don't want anything influencing the way I think about this fight. Uh, okay. At all. Cool. No Thanks, problem. man. So let's talk about this one. Mike Jackson or Steen Barrier. By the way, we have five minutes left, Marcel. At 58, I'm going to uh, we'll say our goodbyes, okay? So yeah. got five minutes, and we'll go a little bit faster through these. So Mike Jackson versus Steen Barry. I'm, again, surprised this guy's getting a fight, Mike Jackson. I actually really like Mike. You know, I, I we, we've communicated on, on Twitter for the last couple of years. Um, you know, I was surprised he's still on the UFC roster. I've got to be completely honest with you. He hasn't fought in a few years. He does have the win over CM Punk. Uh, this guy, Dean Barry, is apparently a really good kickboxer out of uh, Ireland. I'm pretty sure Barry's going to be favored to win this fight. Uh, Marcel, would you agree with me? Yeah, definitely, man. I'm, uh, I'm 100 agree with you. And 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 Mike Mike Jackson got a lot of shit on Twitter, man. When yeah. uh, when this got uh, got announced, and uh, he went in on those fans as well. So <laughs> that was uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I I like the guy, but yeah, I mean, like, I'm surprised he's on the UFC still. He hasn't fought in like two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, this fight's a rebooking. I've talked about this fight many times, but I mean, we could spend like an hour talking about this fight because this is an amazing fight. Sean January twentieth. Can we just put them in bubble wrap for like three more yeah. weeks? Like, is that possible, Marcel? Yeah, let's do it. By the way, shout out to your boy Cole Shelton oh, yeah, who got yeah. uh, got the date change. He did, yeah. So that's that's awesome. Cole's been breaking a lot of news, but yeah, we'll talk about this fight. I'll get Marcel actually probably come back on and talk about this fight. This fight's amazing, Marcel. I love this one. Me too. What's the next one? Oh yeah, this is a great fight too. Michael Chiesa and Neil Magny. You love this fight. Perfect matchup. You know, I was wondering, like, why is UFC screwing Magny over? Like, what has he done? Why isn't he getting a fight? Because he kept saying, he's like, I want Cam's out. I want to fight Cam's out, right? He finally yeah. gets a fight, and this is a higher ranked guy in Chiesa. Uh, the winner, I think, would get a top five guy probably, and maybe a title shot after that. Like, I think you know, these guys are both on a roll. I know the division's stacked, but this is a great fight, Marcel. Uh, quick thoughts on this one. Yeah, fun fight, fun style matchup again. Uh, two guys who've been for a long time in the UFC already, both coming from the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, Kiesa won the Ultimate Fighter. Magny lost in the semis against the Canadian guy. What's his name again? I forgot. Um, Alex, Mike Ritchie. Mike Ritchie, yeah. Mike yeah. Ritchie, yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, fun fight, fun matchup, uh, welterweight fight, probably co-main event that night. So looking forward to it. 
funny because I just said it was Mike Ricci, right? But there's also an Alex Ricci who's also Canadian who was in the UFC like a couple years ago at the same time. Yeah, I fought Paul Felder, I right? Paul Felder has nose smashed open, I think. Yeah. yeah. So they're both – and I saw both those guys fight in the regional scene before they were in the UFC. Uh, this fight we talked about last. I think we went through all these. Yeah, we went through them last time. So right. I think that's it. Uh, let me just bring – Maybe Chandler Hooker. Oh, that's right. It was actually on my list, but you didn't have it on your uh, page. No. Nah. So, yes, I actually um, – uh, stuff.co.nz broke the news and then I had the article on like I think I was the first to have the article and, and the, you know I obviously rewrote it they broke the news but uh, that thing banged man like people were they wanted to read about that fight Marcel like it got you know it was getting like I think it had like 10,000 readers already so a lot of people were reading that article like they want to see this fight fight's amazing I can't wait to watch this fight uh, the odds came out it's a pick up minus 110 each uh, quick thoughts Marcel for one minute talk about this fight man yeah, man, it, I think it's a, it's a good good matchup. I mean, uh, that pretty much that that card needed a co-main event. It has it now that that co-main event. Although I like Burgers at Dawudu at that spot as well, but hey, that's my buy me being biased. But um, I mean, we can see where Chandler stands in the UFC, man. I mean, Hooker uh, is is. I wouldn't say top three guy, but he is hanging on there. You know, he can compete with those guys. He's, he, we, we saw that in the Poirier fight. So that's, that's a fun matchup because if, if Chandler can beat Hooker, we know he can probably stand, stand with those top three guys as well. And we'll probably see him fight for, for, a, for, a, for, the, for a title or getting a, a, a number one contender fight next. Yeah. Uh, if Hooker wins... We we know he, he's still uh, in in that mix as well. He lo he lost a close fight against Dustin Poirier, so uh, it's just a good fight. I think it's uh, it's a fight I'm looking forward to. I think many people will look forward to. So uh, yeah, let's see what happened on the twenty third. Yeah, perfect fight UFC two fifty seven. I think it'll be co main event, and the, you know the the fight the one of the fighters could move up to the main event. There's something like that happens to Conor yeah. or Dustin, but. Hopefully that doesn't happen. I hope you know, hopefully these fights stay intact, um, and we'll see what happens with like Gaethje because he was rumored to fight Hooker and uh, Chandler and didn't get that fight. All right, Marcel, thanks so much for joining me, man. Like you were so great as always. I, I want to get you on more often, man. Like Marcel's insight is unparalleled uh, as far as MMA goes. So thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, I give you a minute here to you know give a shout out to all your the places you work for, Marcel. Go ahead. Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me again, man. Always a blast to do this with you. Uh, you know, we're really one of my favorite guys to, uh, to talk to in MMA. Man. So, uh, yeah, awesome. Uh, you can find me on Big Marcel 24 Twitter, Instagram, and articles and all other stuff, MMADNA.nl, and also on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and also on YouTube if you want to see some, some recent interviews or, you know, whatever, what we're doing over there. And, uh, Again, thanks for having me, and first, oh, and, first of, and also to everybody watching, and to you as well. Have a merry Christmas, and also a happy New Year, uh, happy holidays, and uh, all best for 2021 to everybody. Thanks, thanks, man. I really appreciate myself for the kind words, and and Kevin, who's one of uh, my favorite listeners. I love everyone equally, but every, anyone listening to the show, I love, man. Seriously, the fact that you guys take time of your day to join us to talk about me, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty damn cool. More Marcel in 2021, dude. I agree. I mean, I want to get you on more Marcel. often, Marcel. Like, I'd love it for that. I mean, Marcel, there's a thing about Marcel. Like, he's he's on the other side of the world, so it's not <laughs> always easy. But I'd love to get him on more often. Anyways, for me, Twitter at mmadamartin, uh, bjpen.com, mmaoddsbreaker.com, mmarings.net, and odds.com. Those are the four places I write for. Uh, mmaoddsbreaker.com. I, I had an article the other day about Shayna Dobson and the top ten upsets. Marcel, I'm not sure if you checked that out. It was a great article. Actually, no, I, you, you definitely saw it. Did, uh, yeah, yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. Um, it, it got, it, it did pretty well, got good reception. So please check it out if you haven't, uh, 
And then I'm going to uh, release another one, I think, today, uh, later on. The top 10 uh, like most controversial upsets of the year. Or not upsets, just decisions of the year. Uh, from MMA Decisions, they had a list of like the most popular ones they were searched for. So that's uh, going to be on MBOdsBreaker.com later today. I want to plug that. Everyone who joined us today and who joins me every day, I appreciate it, guys. I'll be back next Tuesday, 10 a.m., the next episode of the podcast. Have a great weekend. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. Bye.